Although slavery is commonly thought to be a thing of the past, human traffickers generate hundreds of billions of dollars in profits by trapping millions of people in horrific situations around the world, including here in the U.S. That's according to the nonprofit group Polaris, which works to end human trafficking. It says traffickers use violence, threats, deception, and other manipulative tactics to force people to engage in commercial sex or other services against their will. But there are ways both truck drivers and fleets can get involved to help end human trafficking in the U.S. Welcome to another installment of Eyes on the Road, presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass Waystation Bypass and Toll Payment Services. PrePass also includes informed dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. I'm Evan Lockridge. When I first heard about efforts to combat human trafficking in the U.S. about 10 years ago, I was like a lot of people. I didn't think it really existed, at least not in my hometown. But then I got to thinking, I knew there were other illicit and illegal businesses in and around the city, such as selling drugs and selling stolen merchandise or other so-called black market activities, because I'd seen numerous news reports about them over the years. But aside from news about the occasional prostitution bust, I never gave human trafficking much thought. The reason was because I'd never gone in search of it, and until recently there was never any news reports about human trafficking in or around where I live. Now I know it's likely closer than I ever thought before, and the same can likely be said about wherever you are now. Just because you're not looking for human trafficking doesn't mean it's not there. It's estimated human trafficking affects nearly 25 million people worldwide. Fortunately, here in the U.S., as more people have learned about the problem, they have responded, including in the trucking industry. Joining me by phone to talk more about this is Louis Greek. He's with the group Truckers Against Trafficking, where he's a training specialist. TAD is a nonprofit launched in 2011, and PrePass is one of their sponsors. Louis, thanks for being here. Thank you, Evan. I appreciate it. Before we talk about how people in trucking can help combat human trafficking, can you tell us just how big a problem human trafficking is in the U.S.? I know a recently released State Department report said the U.S. ranked as one of the three worst countries in the world for human trafficking, along with Mexico and the Philippines. Yeah, Evan, you know, there's a number of different statistics that have been out there in regards to how many people are actually being trafficked domestically. And so it's hard to really pin that down. We can we know for sure that that's in the tens of thousands. Part of the reasons why it's hard to get a an accurate number is you're talking about populations that are typically that are being exploited, that are typically undocumented or in transient. Um, that is one of the tactics that traffickers use. So um, it's really hard to be able to get good statistics about how many of those that are being exploited. But we do know that it's in the tens of thousands. And then each year, thousands are being trafficked uh, as well. Are the number of victims of human trafficking in the U.S. increasing, falling, or staying about the same where they've been in recent years? As we've seen throughout history, uh, trafficking is constantly changing. And so um, I would say that we're seeing it change in forms. And so I would say it's potentially increasing. As things have moved online, traffickers are finding new ways to exploit victims. And so we are seeing an increase in some ways. We look at uh, different types of uh, economies out there. Obviously, America being a very developed country and having a good, robust economy, you have some of the, the symptoms of that to include expendable income. So you have more people in expendable income wanting to spend that on commercial sex, as well as 
a booming economy, you're looking for cheap labor. And so you have that labor trafficking piece as well. What do you believe are some of the biggest misconceptions people have about human trafficking here in the United States? I think there's a, a few misconceptions out there that people, one, don't think it's happening here in the United States. And when, in fact, it really is, you know, and that may, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's happening in big cities like New York or Los Angeles. Um, it's happening everywhere, you know, from small rural towns, law enforcement are, are seeing this and they're making um, arrests and recoveries all over the United States. Um, as mentioned before, you know, a lot of it's moved online. And so uh, children, youth, anybody are susceptible to being exploited or being trafficked by some of those tools you see online through like social media or dating apps. When the topic of human trafficking is discussed, so often I hear about forced prostitution, and I think that's what a lot of people think of when it comes to human trafficking. But there's a lot more to it than this, correct? Um, absolutely. There's a number of different types of uh, trafficking out there. Obviously, you have um, labor trafficking that can involve, for instance, agricultural fields, the construction business, um, domestic servitude, or you have uh, sex trafficking, and this can involve that forced prostitution, but you also have folks that end up being, say, someone poses as a romantic interest on a dating app or social media, especially for maybe a teenager, um, telling them about being a model or maybe an exciting job in a big city, and then exploiting that person into the sex trade. So there's many different forms than just the typical uh, forced prostitution that we used to think about. And so many times also, I see human trafficking victims are women and girls. Are men or boys ever victims? Uh, you do have women and girls that sometimes are exploited more so in, say, um, domestic sex trafficking. But since there are many various ways that people are exploited or trafficked, men also become trafficked, say, in uh, labor trafficking. So in the construction business, you know, there are boys that are exploited in the, in the sex industry. And so there are different ways and facets where men and women um, are both exploited. And then there are particular populations that are uh, more vulnerable than others. So LGBTQ community, runaways, foster kids, Native American or minority populations are uh, particularly susceptible to being exploited. So why get the trucking industry involved to help combat human trafficking? Is there something about the industry that's uniquely positioned to help? These are hardworking men and women who really kind of keep our country um, going. I mean, they, they are delivering goods and services throughout our nation. And because they're so mobile and dynamic. They're always out there in a lot of places where your typical person or law enforcement isn't at. They can be an extra set of eyes and ears for law enforcement. So and during their everyday jobs, if they can be able to be trained on how to recognize and, and properly report human trafficking, they can assist law enforcement in recovering victims and having their perpetrators arrested. So you're saying there's certain places that truck drivers visit during the course of business that also tend to be hubs of human trafficking activity or are near places where human trafficking takes place. Yeah, so traffickers are always looking for ways to make money and exploit their victims. And so some of the places they typically go, are they looking for places either to um, prostitute uh, those victims or to lure new victims are places like bus stops, truck stops, travel plazas, hotels, motels, uh, casinos. And so they'll take their victims there. And since truck drivers are already stopping in some of those places as they're conducting their business throughout, um, throughout their daily jobs, stopping there, fueling up, they can see and recognize some of these things that are happening. 
that, that they're seeing every day conducting their jobs. And if they're able to properly um, recognize what's going on and then report that, could be a huge help uh, for law enforcement. Louis, do you think there's any more involvement by people in trucking than compared to the general population when it comes to human trafficking as for one of the reasons of getting the trucking industry involved? Or is that just another stereotype some people have about truck drivers and, say, prostitutes? Yeah, I, I would say it's a stereotype. It's it's unfortunate because I think there's just a very small percentage out there. You know, in our movies, TV shows, or sometimes they always portray a, sometimes a, a driver a particular way. And don't get me wrong, there is a small percentage within maybe that uh, transportation industry that does purchase commercial sex, but no more different than industries like military or large sporting events or professional sports. We have uh, attendees or spectators that purchase commercial sex. So for the majority, those in the transportation and the trucking industry, those drivers, they're, they're family men and women, and they have good values. And so the large percentage of those there do care about issues like human trafficking and don't want women and children and minors and those being exploited across our, our nation. And so that's why we partner with that community, because the majority of those out there do want to help and make a difference. And so, again, part of TAP's mission in targeting some of these locations and then working with that industry is twofold. You know, those that are purchasing commercial sex at those locations like truck stops or hotels and motels, now with our message out there or now that there's other drivers out there looking for that, it's become a deterrent for those that are purchasing commercial sex. And then on top of that, you know, our, our, again, that other reason or mission there is educating those that do care about the, the issue and the problem and now are able to get a little more involved and assist uh, authorities with that. So how can truck drivers and fleets get involved to help stop human trafficking, Louie? So the main way is to just become TAT trained. And that is simply watching our DVD. It's about 28 minutes long. And then going over our wallet card. Um, you can access our video online at truckersagainsttrafficking.org for free at no cost. Um, our wallet card and other materials are on our website. We can always uh, send you our materials. So we can send you the DVD training DVD or other materials like our wallet card. And then just to mention our wallet cards available on an app for iPhone and Android as well. So there's plenty of information for drivers to become informed, fleets to become informed on human trafficking, what to do and how to report that. So what's inside these training materials? They really go over some of the basic understandings of human trafficking, some of those misconceptions and misnomers that people have had a lot for a long time about forced prostitution or about human trafficking, and certain things that drivers can look for during their everyday jobs, particular red flags, things to ask questions if they might be interacting with a victim of human trafficking, and then a resource, a phone number, that National Human Trafficking Hotline number, which is one 888 3737888. And that's ran by the Polaris Project. And that's a number that drivers can call into, whether they're sure or not that they might be interacting with a human trafficking situation. They can call that number at any time at staff 24 7. And the staff there at the hotline can kind of walk that driver through, ask them some additional questions. And then if they feel that there, there is a potential for a trafficking situation, that hotline can go ahead and then uh, contact authorities where that driver can stay anonymous and confidential. A lot of what TAD does is aimed at getting drivers involved to help stop human trafficking. But what about your efforts to get fleet managers more involved to help the cause? 
as a fleet manager, they're decision makers. Obviously, if they can incorporate that TAT training into either a safety meeting, you know, that they have annually or once a month or uh, during orientation. So with new hires, playing that TAT message training, going over the wallet cards with them. Additionally, there's other ways, you know, as fleet managers, they're huge influencers. So they may know of other companies, shippers, um, those within industry, bus companies. They um, obviously have good connections in their professional network. And so they can tell them about TATS training, about the issue of human trafficking, and either direct them to where our training is and, and have um, those within their community become trained or uh, connect us with uh, those particular people. Uh, there's a number of ways to just support our organization, whether it be um, donating to uh, organizations a corporate sponsor, donating a haul to our Freedom Drivers Project, or making an individual donation. That is Louis Greek, training specialist with the group Truckers Against Trafficking. Louis, thank you very much for being on Eyes on the Road. Thanks, Evan. I truly appreciate that as well. And you can get TAT training or more information about the group by going to their website. It's truckersagainsttrafficking.org. After you visit their website, be sure to visit the PrePass website and check out the blog and resources library to read about some of the latest trucking industry issues. The address is prepass.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to this podcast or listen to previous installments, as well as through your favorite podcasting service. You can keep up with PrePass on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Instagram. Also, if you've got a comment, question, or topic suggestion for Eyes on the Road, drop us an email. The address is podcast at prepass.com. This has been Eyes on the Road presented by Prepass Safety Alliance, the provider of Prepass Way Station bypass and toll payment services. Prepass also includes informed dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening, and remember to keep your eyes on the road.